Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, Jim Nance, thanks as always for the introduction there. Big week for Nance and the CBS team. Of course, the Masters week we've got going on. Uh, one of my favorite weeks of the year. I love it. Uh, the finish Sunday, the back nine, amen corner. We all know, we know every single hole down the stretch. So this is a lot of fun. Um, 2021 Masters odds came out last week. Who do you have? Who do you like? DJ at 8-1, to one, Bryson DeChambeau at 9-1. to one. John Rahm, 11-1, to 1, and of course he's got a, a baby uh, in tow, so who knows what's going to happen with him. JT at 11-1 to 1 as well. Roy McIlroy and Jordan Spieth at 14-1. to 1. Xander, 20-1. to 1. Xander's played really well at Augusta. Brooks Kepka, if he plays, at 20-1. to 1. Patrick Cantley, 22-1. to 1. And who else do we got here? I'm actually a big fan of one of the players at 25-1. to 1. You got Patrick Reed, you got Colin Morikawa. I'm huge on Colin Morikawa in terms of how he could play this week. I love it is a second-shot golf course. That's what you always hear about Augusta National. So of those top players I have there, who do you like? I like Morikawa. I'm going to throw him out there, and I say that because it is such a precision second-shot golf course. We know that, and who better than Colin Morikawa? Look at his numbers. Green regulation, okay? That's a huge percentage when it comes to second shots, right? He's ranked fifth right now. The only player above him who's also playing in the Masters is Stuart Sink. Okay, listen, nothing against Stuart Sink, but he's in his later 40s. He's not as much of a real favorite to have a realistic chance of winning this tournament. So Morikawa basically is the best green regulation player there along with Sink. So I love that aspect of it. Look at his numbers, though. Morikawa off the tee is amazing. Shots gained, excuse me, shots gained approach to the green is first. So many people talk about Augusta National. You need to have experience. And yes, Tiger wins there. Phil, a lot of these veterans win there. Adam Scott Sergio, but here's the other thing. There are so many players, even in the last 10 Masters, who have won in their second try at Augusta National. Think Charles Schwartzel in 2011. That was only his second time at Augusta, and he gets the win. He finishes with four birdies. Remember that flurry of a finish. Uh, Jordan Spieth, he almost won in his first try in 2014. Played with Bubba in that final group, but he won in 2015. And then Danny Willett, the very next year after 2015, 2016, Willett wins it. And, of course, that was such a huge uh, blow to, to Jordan there at the end. But still, we've got three guys on the last 10 Masters who have won in their second try. That's what Colin Morikawa is going for here. I have got his caddy, J.J. Jakovac, here on this podcast. He's going to talk about what he's seeing out of Colin's game right now. We're going to get to that in just a minute. As well as his longtime coach since the age of eight for 16-plus years, Rick Sessinghouse from down there in Southern California. He is going to be joining as well on this pod. So we'll get to J.J. first here. But before we get to that, let's get to Encore Golf, the Augusta flag ball. they got a custom design for the Masters. What a cool deal this is. $44.99 for a dozen of them. You're going to get 10% off if you use my promo code, B, the letter B, Clubhouse, as in Bravo, B, Clubhouse. you get you 10% off. This ball I've been using for about six, seven months. It's got added 10 to 15 yards off the tee. It's been a huge addition for me. 
And then around the greens, the feel is awesome as well. So check it out, Encore Golf. They're on social media, at Encore Golf. Let's get to it. J.J. Jakovac, caddy for Colin Morikawa here, and Colin's coach, Rick Sessinghouse, on Beyond the Clubhouse. Well, what do you make of Colin's opportunity here this time? I know that uh, you know Coach Rick Sessinghouse is telling me he's been you know, feeling pretty good about his chipping. He's been trying to five-wood uh, a little bit here and there off the green. But, but overall, how do you feel about his opportunity coming ahead? Yeah, I mean, I love it. It's going to be a different golf course for him, like I said, because it's April. But, I mean, he's a he's one of the best ball strikers in the world. And when he was playing that term in November, he wasn't putting very well. He wasn't chipping very well. So it makes it tough to compete around there. I mean, it's a second-shot golf course. But everyone's going to miss greens there with all the runoffs and stuff. So if you can be one of the best ball strikers in the world and also be putting and chipping it well, that's a good combination for him because even – even in his average weeks hitting it, he's still hitting it better than most. So, I mean, I think he can definitely do well there, you know? Yeah. Well, as you say, it's the best uh, second-shot golf course. But think about one of the best second-shot players ever, or at least right now, alive, is Colin. You know what I mean? So yeah. you've got to like his yeah. iron his iron play at that course, right? No, definitely. Definitely. That's a, that's a big... It's a big part of that golf course. I mean, it used to be more of a second shot golf course than it is now because it's much shorter and it was really about second shots. Now it's, the tee shots are also important, being that they've lengthened it so much. But mm. you got to be able to play. I mean, even though there's no rough, you play from the fairway out there. It's much easier to control it off those slopes into the greens, spinning the ball, things like that. So yeah, I mean, he's going to be tough. He's going to be a tough competitor anywhere you play in golf, but. Yeah, I feel like if he's on with his iron play, he's going to have a lot of birdie putts in the white, in the correct quadrant on the green. So if he can, Augusta's unique though because even if you do hit really good iron shots, you're going to finish the ball. They sometimes they roll a little away from the hole, so you might get a lot of 15 footers, and some of those 15 footers aren't. Like, say, you play a Hilton Head where the green complex. Now Hilton Head's one of my favorite golf courses, but the green complexes are all really flat. So you have a lot of putts that are inside right, right edge, things like that. But Augusta, you almost never have a putt where you're hitting it anywhere around the hole. You're you're feeding the ball into the hole. You're putting 12 footers that break two and a half feet. You know what I'm saying? So so that's something that I think is what you touched on before was you said getting used to the golf course and playing it a lot and learning how to putt those greens because it is different than anywhere we really play as far as having putts that break a lot, matching your line with your speed and, and just feeling that. You're making a lot of putts at like on the clock, like where they go in the hole at six o'clock is straight in the middle of the hole. You're yeah. making a lot of putts that go in at four o'clock, you know, the big right to lefters or putts that go in at eight o'clock. The big left to riders, they're going in the side door because you're you playing you you just have a lot of putts that break a lot. So there's not very many simple putts that you have out there. When you get a putt that you're hitting from outside eight feet there where you're playing it inside the hole it's a rarity on that course hmm just because of how slow slow the greens are huh yeah just because the, the only putt the only putt that you're going to have that's straight is only one that's directly below the hole or above the hole on the fall line otherwise they're so slopey you're getting you're starting to play break and then if you get it pin high on the you know 90 degrees from the fall line you're you, you could have a 10 footer that breaks I mean, I'm not exaggerating. Sometimes you have a 10-footer that breaks two and a half feet, you know? Good so that's night. a big big adjustment. 
All right, that was some time with JJ Jakovac, caddy for Colin Morikawa, and he's been at. He said this is going to be his eighth Masters, so you can hear a lot of the experience there in seven past Masters tournaments. Uh, we get now to the coach for Colin Morikawa. He's been his coach for 16 years since the age of eight. Rick Sessinghouse and Rick has some really good insight on what really has been going on with the short game, with the full game, a full swing for Colin Morikawa. How they're looking as they go ahead mentally into this second Masters. You know, it's interesting. When I, when I look ahead to the Masters and I think about <laughs> what are the sayings you hear, it's a second shot golf course. Colin Morikawa may be the best second shot player alive right now. That's <laughs> I think a lot of people might might think that that's true. So, so how do you think that bodes well going into his second Masters? Tremendously. Now we're going to see a different golf course than we saw in November. We already know that going in. Uh, it's probably going to play firmer and faster. Um, you have greens that will probably be faster. And so I think, you know, knowing the lay of the land is, uh, of course, going to be helpful because you did play there in November. But in all honesty, it's going to be a different golf course, uh, different wind patterns, different stuff like that. But it's kind of back to when he won con- uh, at concession a few weeks ago is – when we had talked about the course before, and he says, hey, if I just get myself in the in the fairway, this is a perfect golf course for him, um, is that he knew because of those undulated greens and the fall-offs and stuff like that, that iron play was going to be at a premium. Now, what concession was different is that you did have to kind of hit the fairway because there was trouble lurking everywhere. I think Augusta's slightly different. You can probably get away with a little bit more wayward tee shots. Um, but, uh, yeah, of course it bodes well for him because he, he – plays quite well um when there is a premium on on iron play and 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 it's getting it on the correct quadrant it's of course not missing it in spots where it's very difficult to get up and down and of course augusta has all of those elements Mm. well when i look at what he did obviously in his first first run last year 70 74 70 and 74 um what do you feel like you guys learned from from last year? I know it's not the same course; it was a different season, but still, um, what can you guys learn going ahead? Yeah, I think what's what's great is that you know, unfortunately, there were there was no gallery, right? And there will be some gallery at this year's, but you get the you do get comfortable with the lay of the land and, and those little things do add up. So, you know, Colin uses the word comfortable a lot when he's comfortable, he's going to play really well. And I think you now have been to the site, you, you, you know what to expect. Um, so he's going to be more comfortable overall. So from a mental standpoint, he's going to be comfortable. I think from a T to green standpoint, um, I don't think he took advantage of the par fives as well as he would like. Um, I know we're working on shots on 13 T shot to, to draw a three wood um, and to get a little more consistent with that, to be, you know, be able to take advantage of that short par five. Um, I think, you know, it's interesting. We talk about the course being different. Uh, I think we all thought the greens were going to be much faster. Uh, and so we have to be careful not to expect those same speeds now in, in April. So I think there may have been some challenges adapting to, thinking they're going to be super fast when they, they really weren't. Um, and I, I, I think it's, you know, from, from a strategy standpoint, I, I don't think he's going to change much. Uh, I think the balls are going to roll out a little bit more. He'll have certainly shorter irons in it. Uh, and I think what 
may benefit. And I have to kind of think back to certain holes, but you know, he, he's, he's improved um, his short game and his chipping around the greens. Uh, we feel he's, he's tracking correct with his putting um, and he's getting comfortable with that. So I'm excited with some of the changes he's made with the short game and how that's going to translate um, for this year's Masters. Well, a specific change, of course, the pencil grip. Of course, he went to that uh, with the help of Mark O'Mara there in that phone conversation the week of Riviera. And he wins at concession just very soon after that. How how does that look going into uh, Augusta? It looks very good. I mean, we were at the Players' Championship last week, and he still, from day to day, felt comfortable with it. And from a technical standpoint, we see that the putter head is releasing through nicely. There's no interference um, uh, with the club head and the club face, and he's getting his ball started online, which is, of course, what you want. And for him, uh, it, it just gets his right hands and his right arm in a really good position that it swings the putter head through um, more efficiently. And um, he has gained more and more trust with it every single week, even though some of the stats, maybe at Riviera or maybe some of the rounds at Sawgrass, maybe don't, you know, say that it did but we know that um you know there was there's some green rating issues at sawgrass he, he cleaned that up as you could see in the final round um and hit some really good putts and made a lot of birdies so he's confident uh and he knows this is the best method for him and it's just getting a lot more reps and then we're gonna be fine you said no interference no interference between the club head and the club face is that what, what does that mean or has that been an issue in the past there's been times where he, he his setup and his backswing rarely have we had any issues with. Um, there have been times that as the ball uh, goes from impact to post-impact, that sometimes there might be um, a little slowing down of the uh, of the putter head, uh, so the energy changes. Maybe the club face stays a hair open, creating a little bit of a block with the club face. Um, and so that was a little bit to do with how he followed through and maybe a misconception of, oh, that the putter's supposed to really stay really super low to the ground or something like that. And this new grip is allowing it to swing and the putter head gets to a low point and it swings up and through and it releases on its own without any manipulation. Gotcha. Wow. Well, we obviously you talked about the greens and, and preparing with the, with the putting stroke, but how do you get ready for Augusta Nationals greens? Yeah, so so before last year for the, the November event, um, you know, he's got a great caddy, JJ, who says, you know, you know, they played they played Shadow Creek um, for the CJ Cup, and he yeah. told Colin, Colin, he says these greens are similar, not exact, but they're similar to what you're going to uh, get at Augusta. So that week uh, was important to see some undulated, some speed, um, and you know, being creative with the, the visualization of seeing putts go in and stuff like that. So we kind of had an idea going into it, um, and then of course you, you just hit a ton of putts when you're once you're there at Augusta, um, and you look at also knowing where certain hole locations are going to be and, and knowing preferences of where you want to be on a green complex. Um, and, and you certainly practice those things, but sometimes you can't practice every single putt and you, and you get yourself in some <laughs> awkward positions for sure. So I think it's, it's, it is first mindset is taking on those challenges and being creative with it. And I think with the, the new putting stroke, um, he's very comfortable and allowing the putter to swing real well. He's, he's striking the ball, 
very solid. So his speed control is excellent, and you're going to need that at, at Augusta. Hmm. Well, you did mention he's been making some short cha- uh, short game changes, chipping a little bit as well. Is that going to be a factor for Augusta with chipping? I think so. Yeah, I think there's going to there's going to be some tight areas definitely at Augusta where um, you, you need to obviously make solid contact with the chip shots and make sure where the club's bottoming out uh, is where you want it to. Um, I think the other unique part that he is getting more and more comfortable with is is chipping with the five wood uh you saw that at concession is that if you have a runoff <laughs> area he doesn't mind just taking a five wood out and kind of putting with it and and letting it run through some of the uh the fairway slash fringe before it gets on the green and i think there's some areas at augusta that that may work real well um and i think he's just again very comfortable with the chipping motion that uh you know azinger can kind of uh, helped uh uh, refine a little bit um so yeah I, I think it's of course going to be important for him to to trust that as he's going to have to be very specific in uh intermediate targets and stuff like that at augusta with the amount of slope and undulations that are on that green oh for sure yeah the, uh, as undulating as they get in the world um so going in so what will be the plan in terms of uh, practice rounds will we play some of these next couple weeks or or will we get there sunday what's kind of you looking at there yeah, nothing beforehand. Um, he's going to play in the match play event next week, uh, take a week off, and then uh, he'll uh, come in Sunday at Augusta and check in and all that kind of stuff. And we'll be on site, uh, you know, Monday morning. Um, we don't do anything different that um, from our majors for a another type of tour event. Um, part of that's just managing energy. And, you know, now that he's already played Augusta in tournament conditions and stuff, um, we don't feel we need to over-prepare. Uh, we're certainly going to see how the course is uh, on Monday and Tuesday, um, make any adjustments that are needed for strategy. Um, and then, you know, Wednesday, depending on, I know there's no part three contest, but, you know, uh, just playing nine and managing energy and, and getting ready to go. So nothing new, per se. Uh, I just think that Monday, Tuesday will be uh, the adjustment of how those balls are running out on the fairway, wind conditions, and then obviously the firmness and uh, speed of the greens. Will driver be the plan off of most of the par fives other than thirteen? I think so. Yeah. Again, I don't. I don't know wind conditions enough uh, on two. I know, you know, if he can turn it over a little bit, then great. Um, the driver would be still fine. Uh, you know, eight is definitely driver. Um, Fifteen is definitely driver. So I think um, thirteen would be the main thing. Is you know, draw the three wood is a little bit easier than drawing a driver or um, you know, taking it over on the left hand side. So um, that's a shot that he's working on, and uh, I feel he'll he'll do real well there. Yeah. Well, as we wrap up, any like little mental thoughts he's thinking of with his swing right now? Any any kind of little um, or or any small tidbits that are that are being adjusted or. He's swinging very, very well. I think uh, I met with him at Riviera um, for a day or so before we actually got on site. And, you know, it's interesting with Colin. His golf swing is obviously very, very good. It's very repeatable. Um, And and sometimes it's just a matter of getting clarity of the shot you're going to play. So it actually, you know, him and I work mental first before we work physical is we want to make sure what is his his, um, starting lines and what is he actually wanting to do with the shot. And then we kind of reverse engineer from that and going, okay, what do we need the path to be? What do we need some, um, you know, club face to be? And then kind of work from there. But uh, technically speaking, he's, he's, he's swinging very well. Um, his tempo is very good. Um, you know, we always double check alignments and stuff like that to make sure he doesn't start aiming too far left um, and then overcut stuff. But uh, he's in great shape right now. 
Yeah. And then just lastly, the big three, obviously him, Hovland, and, and Wolf. How impressive have they been uh, here in their young careers that, that you've seen? It's wonderful because I think all three bring um, uh, different personalities and different strengths uh, to golf. And, and it's great to see these young players embracing competition and wanting to be in the mix. And, um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, Colin does practice rounds with them and I'm around them and they, they get along real well, yet they want to obviously beat each other that week. And so it's, uh, it, it, it's good. I think yet Colin doesn't look at it as like, he's competing against them. He's competing against the entire field. And, you know, he wants to win regardless of who's in the field. Um, it just so happens that sometimes those guys are in the field. Great. And, uh, um, but it's nice to have guys that, uh, are similar to age guys. You've, you've gone through college with, and, um, you have that kind of connection too, but yeah, it's great to see. And, and, uh, I'm sure all, all of them are going to continue to have great success. Well, Coach, great to catch up. Thanks again, and uh, we'll see you at Augusta, my friend. Sounds great. All right, take care. <laughs> okay, thanks, Rich. All right, my thanks to Rick Sessinghouse there, the coach for Colmore Cowboys. It's the age of eight. This guy knows what his player is all about mentally. Such a strong player. But listen, Colin is coming into a second Masters. I understand he was a rookie last year. It's five months later. The course is firmer and faster, different conditions. And also, he's won recently, just over a month ago. He won at the WGC Workday, a huge event. Beat one of the best fields of the entire season. And he was close there, Kapalua, through three rounds. He was only one stroke back in the second-to-last group. So you got to give him some credit. Morikawa has been playing very well. Um, I remember, though, last year he was there uh, watching on the 10th tee during practice rounds, taking it all in, like a deer in the headlights, uh, to be honest with you, just soaking in what Augusta National is and the views there. Of course, no, no fans, no patrons, so there was a lot to see. But this is a different player, I think, than from five months ago, kind of gawking there on on the tee box at number 10 so we will see how he how he goes hopefully your pick plays pretty well uh we got a great masters coming up i'm looking forward to it and we'll talk to you again soon on beyond the clubhouse